Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Once John was born, and his father could speak again, events were set into motion that would change heaven and earth for eternity. Sharing the joy of a new birth is natural, but all that surrounded John's birth was unnatural. It was spiritual. Today on Drawing Near, as the prophecy of his birth is fulfilled, his father, being filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesies concerning his ministry. So please take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 1 as we explore a father's prophecy. As we get ready for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give thanks for these births, the birth of John and the birth of Jesus. We can't even today begin to know the impact of these births. But Father, what you did in these few months' time in bringing these babies into the world was not only miraculous, but was powerful. Powerful in your war against Satan, in your plan and purpose to bring men to salvation in Jesus Christ. All those in heaven one day will simply rejoice together at your great work, your sovereignty, and your purpose and plan, and it all hinges on the birth of these two individuals. Thank you so much, Father, for the insight that we have into these things. And I pray, Father, that you'll just enlighten us more. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin today in Luke chapter 1, verse 67, Zacharias is filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesies, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him in all our days. It's been over nine months since Zacharias last time spoke, and when he begins to speak, he prophesies concerning God's great deliverance for Israel. He speaks of God's redemption, his salvation, and the fulfillment of his promises and his holy covenant. When we begin looking at this in verse 68, Zacharias immediately begins to magnify, to glorify the Lord God of Israel. He says, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Why? For he has visited us. In what way did he visit them? He has visited them with his Son. He himself, in Jesus Christ, who is also God, has come down to his people. He is in their presence. And he is there to accomplish redemption for his people. But notice in verse 68, it doesn't say he will accomplish redemption for his people. The very fact that Jesus Christ comes into the world, means that redemption is already accomplished. He will do what he was sent to do. And it's so certain that it's looked at by Zacharias in this prophecy as already being done. He has accomplished redemption for his people. And 
God has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. The horn of salvation speaks of Old Testament prophecy, and it speaks of Jesus Christ being a descendant of David who is going to be the element, the sounding of salvation for all of God's people. In verse 70, he says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old, he's going to bring salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Jesus's birth is going to result not only in redemption, but salvation and deliverance for the people of Israel. Israel had been plagued all of their history by enemies. And in fact, even to this day, those six and a half, seven million Israelites in Israel are surrounded by billions of enemies. And so through Jesus Christ, ultimately, and this is yet to come, ultimately, Jesus Christ is going to bring about salvation from Israel's enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. According to verse 72, this is going to happen to show mercy toward our fathers, in other words, out of God's loving kindness for the ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all those who look forward to this day, God is sending Jesus into this world, and he is remembering his holy covenant. In other words, God made a promise to Abraham, and he has not forgotten it. And even though it's been thousands of years, he is fulfilling it in Zacharias's time. His holy covenant involves in verse 73, the oath, the promise, which he swore to Abraham our father to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Now, I think this is important to notice. When he says to grant us, he's expressing the idea of this is a privilege. He's giving us permission. He's enabling us that once we are rescued from the hands of our enemies, that we are going to be permitted, not forced, but permitted to serve him without fear. In other words, being able to serve God without fear that sin is going to interfere or he's going to reject us in the future, but rather serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. No matter who you are, Jew or Gentile, it's important for us to acknowledge God wants us to serve him. He delivers us from our enemies that we might serve him in holiness and righteousness. God has a holy and righteous standard that he desires us to live up to as his holy servants. Now, I have no way of knowing this, but I believe that as Zacharias is making this prophecy, declaring these truths, that he's holding his son John. In verse 76, he says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, Now he stops prophesying concerning Jesus, the coming Messiah, and he's prophesying concerning his son, John the Baptist. And he says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. In Zacharias and Elizabeth's hearts, that's the greatest thing they could have ever expected. Not only were they permitted to have a baby in their old age, but this child was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb, and he will be called the prophet of the Most High. Why? For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. That is a prophecy directly out of Malachi, the last prophetic utterance in Israel over 400 years earlier. John the Baptist was specifically going to be 
the one who came before the Messiah. Before the Messiah could come, there had to be a forerunner, a messenger declaring his way, announcing that he was coming, a herald that went before the king saying the king is coming. And Zacharias, as his mouth was opened, was not only able to speak, but he was able to see what his son would do as he went forward serving the Lord. He would go before the Lord to prepare his way, verse 77, to give his people, Jesus' people, the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. We are saved from our sins through Jesus Christ, but Israel had to be saved from their sins through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Through his coming and knowing him, they could experience salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And all of this, according to verse 78, because of the tender mercy of our God. God is merciful in providing salvation for us. So many people want to hammer God as cruel and judgmental and vindictive, when in fact, God is doing and has done all that he can do to provide salvation for those of us who are drowning in sin. All that he is doing is because of his tender mercy, his loving kindness toward us, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us. Zacharias is speaking that this sunrise that will rise above all their gloom and despair and darkness and sin is going to visit the nation Israel as God had prophesied. In verse 79, to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's what God desires to do, to take from darkness into light, to take from death into life, to take us out of conflict with sin and Satan and ourselves and our conflict with God and provide a way of peace for us. What an amazing testimony. And John the Baptist is going to go as the forerunner, declaring these things, because the king is coming. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming, but he's not going to burst on the scene right now. According to verse 80, and the child, John, continued to grow and to become strong in the spirit, and he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. We are not given much information at all about John's childhood, nor are we given much information about Jesus's. So after verse 79, we essentially have to wait 30 years for John to make his public appearance in Israel. What an amazing thing. God, who is doing these wonderful things, now it's going to be 30 years before John does his ministry. In all likelihood, Zechariah will be gone. Elizabeth will be gone. We know Joseph is going to be gone. It's going to take some people the rest of their lives of waiting for Jesus to come before all of this is beginning to be fulfilled. And in fact, we need to note, we've been waiting 2,000 years for some of this to be fulfilled, because some of this will not be fulfilled until Jesus' second coming. But just like his first coming, all will be fulfilled. We can see it now as already accomplished. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. There is so much here, so much. And Father, I pray that we would meditate on it and think about it 
Think specifically not only on what you're doing in John and Jesus, but who you are and why you do these things. Your grace, your tender mercy, your love, your faithfulness to your word. Father, you are great and greatly to be praised, and we can put our trust in you because you will never fail. Open our hearts and our minds to these things that we might serve you passionately with all of our hearts. Help us to see and understand the wonders of your works and your faithfulness to us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.